Thank you for listening to In Good Faith, the Central Reformed Church Sermon Podcast. This episode's sermon is titled, An Open Door, and is based on Luke chapter 12, verses 32 through 40. It was delivered on Sunday, August 7th, 2022, by guest preacher Larry Schuyler. I invite you to follow along with our scripture reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12. We will read, starting from the 32nd verse, listen to hear the word of the Lord. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourself that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of night or near dawn and finds them so blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Word of the Lord. The text that we read this morning seemed to me to be full of some good bumper sticker phrases. Do you read bumper stickers? You find them on the back of cars, you find them on luggage, you find them on backpacks, you find them on walls, you kind of find them everywhere. Here, let me me try just a few out for you that, that I found. First one, love your mother. An image of the earth is there. What would Scooby do? I may be slow, but I'm ahead of you. If you can read this, I'm not impressed. Most people can read. It was me. I let the dogs out. Jesus loves you, but I'm his favorite. Now try these phrases pulled from our text. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Faith is the conviction of things not seen. 
I particularly like this one. What is seen was made from things that are not visible. Well, that I like on my car. What is seen is made from things that are not visible. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Sell your possessions. Give your alms. Blessed are those who are alert. Fasten your belt. You must be ready. The Son Man is coming at an unexpected hour. But the word that spoke to me in these texts is the initial sentence from our gospel lesson. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Wow. What a profound statement. It's one that simply stops me in my tracks as I read this. But the question is, what is the kingdom that's being given to us? And I suggest this. I believe it is to share in the confidence that God is within you, that God connects us to one another, and to have the assurance that God's will will ultimately prevail. It is to know that one is loved. It is God's good pleasure to give you this kingdom. I've been at the bedside of many a person whose occupant says to me, I could feel the prayers of people holding me up. I can sense the presence of God with me. I know God is here. They had that gift of the kingdom, of that sense that God has given them the kingdom. Now, I picture the kingdom as an open door, as a sign of welcome, a sign of wonder, an invitation to hospitality, an invitation to a relationship, an invitation to hope. The door stands open. The kingdom is not locked. We read in the book of Revelation about a picture of heaven. And one of the first pictures we have of heaven are the pearly gates. And the gates are always open. The kingdom is described to me as an open door. From our scriptures in the Hebrews, it testifies that Abraham saw an open door. By faith, he set out for a homeland he did not know. His family and his descendants lived in tents as strangers in a land, believing that a door was open for them. 
Likewise, Abraham believed God's promise that he would become the parent of a nation, though it wasn't a parent at the time. He and Sarah waited for the door to open. And indeed it did in a miraculous way. And then we move down to verse 13. It says, All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. The door was open before them. It was God's good pleasure to give them the kingdom. And it's affirmed then later in verse 16 as it says, God was not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, God has prepared a city for them. It was God's good pleasure to give them the kingdom. And so we move back to our text from Luke and we see the parallel The servants waited for the master. They keep their lamps trimmed and their anticipation ready. The door is there. The master comes in. And what does the master do? He prepares a meal for them who waited in faith for the fullness of the kingdom. The psalmist knew this kingdom relationship and reflects it in the testimony, though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The psalmist walked through an open door. It was God's good pleasure to give the psalmist the kingdom. Today, the Lord's table has been prepared for us. And we are invited as if through an open door, even as we open the door to the Lord to come into our lives and to ourselves. And the Luke passage says, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat And he will come and serve them. It is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So this week's text has the question begging to be answered of what it is that encapsulates the kingdom for you. What is the one thing that if someone asked you about it, you would be able to give witness to God in your belief in the work of Jesus and your confidence in the presence of the Spirit. I've already told you, for me, it is an image of an open door. I would like to see a bumper sticker on my car that says the kingdom of God and has the image 
of an open door. That open door, I find welcome and embrace. I'm wanted. In an open door, I find opportunity. Something new is there for my discovery. In an open door, I find hope. There's a way out of stress and anxiety. I believe I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death, not to myself, but to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. An open door presents something beyond which I can reach, something that is something that's bigger than myself. What encapsulates the kingdom of God for you? That's God's good pleasure to give to you. Perhaps the kingdom for you is pictured as a table. Perhaps the kingdom for you is pictured as a baptism font. Perhaps the kingdom for you is something significant that you receive during confirmation, some kind of keepsake. Maybe it's a palm cross. I'm struck by these words from Professor Caroline Lewis, who was commenting on this text. She said this, Jesus says that the treasures close to your heart are those you can actually clarify to another person in a way that the other gets what you mean, can sense that it matters, and that it matters deeply. And she challenges us, that which is close to your heart should be that which is easiest to express. Not easy in terms of its complexity, but easy because it's so clear to you how much it matters, how much it defines you, how much it truly expresses the depths of who you are. Mine is an open door. It is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This verse is the core of the Reformed faith. It is this open door image of the kingdom of God that I trust will continue to prevail within the Reformed church in America, both historically and theologically. Certainly there are forces that have been at work to push the denomination to be closed to people, unacceptable to them, as if, as if they defined the kingdom. And while I'm not complacent about what can yet happen, I am comforted by the recent action of the General Synod that affirmed that all persons are children of God and all are welcome in the kingdom and to celebrate that all are welcome. And we're going to sing that song at the close of the sermon, uh, a song that speaks of the welcome. It's a song to be sung with joy. And then after that, listen to the invitation to the table that states this theological conviction so plainly. Listen carefully. Follow along on your bulletin as the words are read from the table. The door is indeed open. The master 
has prepared a meal. During my time here, I've commented many times about the beauty of this room and the symbols that are here. The bigness of the room, talking about the bigness of God. The light coming in, speaking of the light of God. The circles, the colors, the images, all reminding us of the beauty of our Lord. And today, I want to point to the open doors. The open doors that give us a symbol that God welcomes us into the kingdom. Folks, we need to keep professing that the kingdom of, is God's to give. It is God's to choose to whom to give the kingdom. And like the gates of heaven, God chooses to keep the doors open. God's pleasure is to give God's presence. Jesus tells his disciples to give up wanting more, but to simply share the wealth, to be constantly awake for God's presence, and to testify to that in our openness of sharing. Jesus describes a life of loving one's enemy, turning one's cheek, serving others. All signs of open doors. God invites us to live in Christ's way, knowing that our sins are forgiven, knowing that despite what we think of ourselves or what others may think of us, we are deeply loved by the one who created us. And the value of our lives are not measured by our bank account, not measured by how we look, by who we know, not even about the amount of good that we've done. But simply this, that God values us highly enough to give us joy. And so we live life out of gratitude we live in the way that Christ would have us live, by faith. Remembering that forgiveness triumphs over revenge. Hope triumphs over despair. Joy triumphs over sorrow. Generosity over stinginess. Love over apathy. We've been given a kingdom. And God invites us to be watchful for the ways in which joy breaks in around us and in others. That Christ is always coming into our world. Therefore, the doors are always open. Who knows what form it will take. This, this reign of God is always drawing us near. Jesus proclaimed, the kingdom is at hand that it's God's good pleasure to give it to us. Watch for it. Look for it in the midst of your routines. It is happening as naturally as walking through a door. I close with these quotable words from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Words that speak eloquently to our task and our charge as kingdom members. 
He said, be an opener of doors for others. I offer this prayer that comes from the evangelical Lutheran worship. Let us pray. O God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, by paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us through the doors of life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. New to Central? Since 1840, we have been connecting people to God and to one another through scripture, sacrament, song, and service. We are located on the corner of College Avenue and Fulton Street in the Heritage Hill neighborhood of Grand Rapids. We hope you'll give us the opportunity to meet you in person soon. To learn more about our mission, ministries, and the ways you can grow and serve, please visit our website at www.centralreformedchurch.org.